You all right? My name's Paul, got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism, and I stick the videos on YouTube just in case anyone wants to find them and give them a watch. Um, I haven't really got an update, but then that's what the video is about. Um, the only weird thing that's happened is some people who have not found my channel and have found it now started to put little weird arguments in comments. I don't know what that's about, but um, you know, I don't argue on the internet, so pack it in. Uh, yeah, but I haven't got an update because I was thinking, you know, usually when I do these videos, I will tell you what's going on with work. I'll tell you what's going on outside of work. I'll tell you if I found something weird on the internet, you know, and I think the only weird thing I've seen is that the government now are offering uh, money to students to get double vaxxed for COVID. And that just winds me up because like when I was at college, I didn't get paid to go to college. But then, you know, a while back it was, oh, kids aren't going to college. Oh, we're going to have to pay them then. You know, and then the government started paying kids to go to college. You know, I'd have liked that money. So can I get a reimbursement, a back payment, please? That'd be nice. Um, you know, and I've been out. I've had both my vaccinations because I didn't want to die of COVID or at least get it as bad as you could if you weren't vaxxed. And, uh, you know, people aren't they're like, kids, have the injection. Nope. Uh, what, what can we? Ah, we'll pay you. You know, I just think if someone declines, don't bribe them with money. <laughs> it's just not the way to do it. And if you're going to pay them, pay everyone else. It's not fair. Um, and I'm just moaning because you know my car's been in constantly in the garage recently, and then you know drive back yesterday, and the oil light change comes on. Oil change light comes on. Um, and it's like oh, fantastic. You know, but I'm convinced it's the it's the Ford garage that I take my car to. There's never a problem until I take it in for something and then another problem happens really, really quickly afterwards. So uh, I'll be taking it to my local garage instead because uh, some things I have to go to the Ford garage for. Everything else, I just nip it down to the local place because they're cheaper, nicer, and not as dodgy as the Ford garage near me. Uh, and just in case there's any Ford reps watching and you're going to go, don't slag our company off. Get in touch, I'll tell you exactly which garage it is and who the people are who are dodgy and what went wrong. So, you know, just be careful because you'll be coming at me for a reimbursement, mate. Anyway, <laughs> it's all about money at the minute. And it's going to be, I'm skint, I've just bought a dog. So that's why there's no updates, uh, is because all I've done since the last time I did a video is doggy watch, doggy sit, doggy care, doggy... I would say picking poops up, but I've got this pooper scooper, which you put a bag on first and then pick it up and then you lift the bag around it, tighten a knot and it just drops perfectly so you don't have to uh, feel the weight or the heat of a steaming pile of excrements, which I'm not a fan of, which should be sensible. Nobody should like picking poo up. Anyway, so here's the story about my little doggy that's downstairs fast asleep called George. Now. If you've watched any of my videos before, I would recommend you watch, or if you haven't, sorry, then I would recommend you watch the video about pets because I'm, I tell a story there where I ultimately ended up getting a puppy in the past off a con man, you know, and the whole point of a con man is you don't know they're a con man, otherwise you'd be nowhere near them. I'd wanted a puppy for about four or five years, finally find the right puppy at the right time. And it turned out he was a con man, scumbag, waste of oxygen, piece of trash. 
and he sold me a puppy which had parvo and i didn't know obviously i wouldn't have bought a puppy with parvo um and the dog you know i put it in the vets uh that was 500 pound a day four days later he had to be put to sleep you know so that on top of buying the puppy in the first place i was down a lot of money uh had a ton of heartache <laughs> which you're gonna have you know so got in touch with animal protection hunted this guy down like dog the bounty hunter <laughs> dog and uh <laughs> that wasn't intentional and uh he went to prison so good and he was a scumbag by the name of john lawrence uh so hunt him out somewhere uh you know just keep your eyes out for that name you know uh, he's on a watch list for about 10 years he's not allowed to own animals anymore um he also owes me compensation but i've not seen a penny because why he's a scumbag correct um, so I'm chasing the courts down every week. I'm dropping an email. Where's my money, court? Where's my money? Because uh, I just don't want him to breathe. I don't want him to li you know, live easy. I want him to know that he's being hunted for being a scumbag. You know, and I'm not allowed to do illegal things because I like to stay on the right side of the law. But um, yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts that I'd like to carry out. But, you know, I actually don't want to be in prison for the rest of my life worrying if I drop the soap. So I can't do them things, can I? Anyway, enough about him. So I was an idiot. I got duped. You know, I feel stupid. Yes, of course I do. And then I wanted another puppy, you know, um, and you've got to wait a year after you've had an animal with parvo because obviously it's a virus. It lives in the floor. It lives in the carpet. It lives in the, everything it touches. So I ended up getting my entire back garden re-turfed. Um, I also bought these COVID uh, antibacterial cleaning things and that's what the kitchen floor gets mopped in you know and yeah just did everything i could you know and then sort of the year came started to look you know go to the local vets and i'm asking them because i wanted a german shepherd that's ultimately what i wanted i love german shepherds i've got all this attention in wanting to train a dog that's hard to train but wants to learn and i don't mean hard to train as in they're not interested but you know german shepherds are quite a boisterous territorial fiercely loyal animal you know you've got and they are an animal you know that's the thing about a german shepherd to me they're still an animal they're not a fully domesticated dog there's still a bit of that Urgh, left in them um so i was i was just up for this you know sort of training fight really that i really wanted a german shepherd for so the first dog i actually got off this piece of trash scumbag that was a german shepherd and unfortunately he died or had to be put to sleep um, and then obviously I talked to the vet near me and I'm asking, is there any, you know, any decent German shepherd breeders that you're aware of? And they're like, yeah, there's a guy round the corner. He sells German shepherds. He is a world renowned trainer, a world renowned show dog dude. <laughs> um, you know, he lives around the corner. How do you not know about him? So I've got all the info about the guy. You know, he's got a dog hotel. He's got hydrotherapy things for dogs and all sorts. And he owns and his breed is German Shepherds. So I went and met the guy. You know, and he's got about seven of them, these massive, hairy German Shepherds. Uh, and then he just opened a gate and all of them charged at me. So I was either going to die or live to tell a tale. So it's hopefully a bit obvious which one that was. And... Uh, he said, sorry, I have to do that. I just want to make sure you're not scared of them. All right, could have just asked, but whatever. Um, and he had a dog that was pregnant. And I was like, I'll have one, please. One to go. 
And unfortunately, uh, the dog ended up being pregnant with nine puppies, which is quite a lot for a German Shepherd. And the puppies were born early. And unfortunately, they were born that early that one by one, they didn't survive. So then I just thought, do you know what? I've been chasing this dream of a German Shepherd. There's only so much heartache you can take. There's only so much negativity you can have. But I still really, really want a dog, but I'm going to have to expand the search outside of German Shepherds. And that's when, you know, I started going back onto the internet because I'm really, really nervous now. You know, the one bit of advice I can give people is don't ever get an animal from Pets for Homes, the app or the website. Never go on there because good breeders, even if the mongrels, will be on proper websites where you have to provide your council registration, where you have to provide your, you know, documentation, your evidence that you're an ethical breeder, your vet checks, everything. You know, so just because the mongrels, it doesn't mean that you have to go on Pets for Homes to go and find one, you know, but I just, I've just had a bad experience off that site and they don't do any checking. So yeah, um, you know, there's like a KC like a kennel club website and that's not the best. And there's a website called Champ Dogs and that's not the best. You know, they're really poorly designed. They're not user-friendly, but the point of them and the, the, the way you have to sign up for them is you know, all right, it does make sense. And you can do a search on there to say, I only want KC registered dogs. I only want local registered dogs with the council, this, that, and the other. To start to narrow your search because you can still get the bad breeders on there, whereas you can't really fudge these documents, you know, or, or if you can, it's harder to not get caught because I can take someone's local number and put it in their local council and find out a lot about these people. But then I came across these red fox Labradors. And I've never really been a Labrador wanting person. You know, I've always liked them. I've always given them a cuddle, like to throw a ball for them. But I've always been more of a, a big dog owner, big dog lover. You know, I, I love my giant dogs like Burmese Mountain Dogs, St. Bernard's, but they just don't live long enough. You know, then there's, and I'm just not a fan of little dogs. I'm, I've just never been a, you know, what am I going to do with a chihuahua? You know, imagine me walking a chihuahua down the street. I'd look daft. Uh, so, yeah, but, you know, I want, I want a dog. I want one I can roughhouse with and play tug of war. But there was these red fox Labradors, and it was, all right, let's have a look at these. So I was on the decent websites looking at these nice little puppies that, you know, the pictures were taken in this nice house, in this nice back garden. There was these, you know, adult dogs there as well and just all looked quite pleasant. And, you know, all these little red lab, red fox lab puppies, they just look like piglets. <laughs> and I love piglets. <laughs> so it was like, oh, they're really cute. Started looking through them and then it was, you know, they, they on their write-up, they had a website of their own, so followed that website, which was redfoxlabs.co.uk. And I'd recommend you go and have a look at it. It's decent. Um, and, you know, it was the, the people are on there and everything's jolly and happy and pleasant. But then I've got the fear because of what happened when I got duped by a scumbag. So, you know, reached out and the person was really nice. And it was a couple called Tony and Sarah and their daughter, Amy. And, you know, they're like, well, 
you know, we'll do a video chat if you want, you know. So it was like, okay, so have a video chat with them on the Saturday and they're showing the dogs and showing the puppies and showing the house and showing the grounds, explaining what they do and, you know, just everything and telling, saying that there was 19 puppies across two mummy dogs. And, you know, one of them had 11 puppies, which is one of my, you know, I've got one of them downstairs who's fast asleep. And, you know, they're like, look, if you want to come out, meet us and meet the dogs and, you know, see where we live and, you know, we can give you all the references in the world and just offering so much. But again, I've been conned, you know, so all that fear was there. But, you know, and I live in Cheshire. Middlesbrough is not close. I live on the west side. That's the east side. Um, but it was like, all right. So on the Sunday, a trip was made. The dogs were met. The puppies were met. The people were met. You know, all was good, all was nice. And then return home, and then you have to part with the deposit. Now, if you do read about any animals, it always says on these websites, never pay a deposit. So instantly, bad things have happened, you know, and then, oh, why do these people, if they're so good, why do they want a deposit? But then I have to try to tell myself on occasion, not everyone's a scumbag, <laughs> you know, maybe some people are decent enough and, you know, you can see the real reason why a deposit makes sense. So I had to make a decision. If I want that pup, I have to pay a deposit. So a deposit was paid and, you know, a little part of you still thinks, you know, you're never going to hear from them again. And no, everything was fine. Deposit was paid across to the website, or not to the website, to the name of the people who lived in this house, whose documentation matched, you know, the local council and everything seemed fine. And then once that was paid, you're added to this uh, puppy parents WhatsApp group, you know, and everybody else who's getting a puppy from these people, you're added into this WhatsApp group. And then every single day you're getting pictures, you're getting texts, you're getting videos of what they've been up to. And, you know, one night they broke out the pen that they were in and just destroyed the uh, living room and pooed all over the furniture, which was hilarious, but you can't say that. Uh, <laughs> you know, just puppies being puppies. And, you know, so that was nice. You know, you felt like you were you know, because everybody else in this group were everybody else who were like you getting a pup. So the puppies were met at five weeks and then you have to wait till they're eight weeks to go and get them. And then, you know, the closer it was getting to eight weeks, a huge text came through and it was telling you what happens next. You know, the puppies are going to be wormed. They're going to go for the, the microchip, um, you know, and you can always ask a question to them. So, you know, I was asking, well, what about, you know, the, the jabs? You know, do you do the jabs? And they don't do the jabs unless you ask for it. So I had to make sure that my local vet has the next injection because obviously there's more than just one injection your pup has got to get. Um, but because, again, fearful, you know, I wanted to make sure my pup uh, came jabbed. Um, so their vet and my vet both do the Nobivax virus, which covers your distemper and your parvo and things like that. Um, but then. Um, <clears throat> my pup had the Lepo 2 for, you know, your leptospirosis. And there's two different ones. There's the Lep 2 and the Lep 4. And this is about the only area it went a little bit wrong for me, but it's nobody's fault um, because the puppies and the area 
where they are in Middlesbrough. It's not known for its, you know, water and its rats and things like that. I, I live in a bit of a rural area that, you know, like I can throw a stone and hit an equestrian centre. Um, so there's going to be rats there. And, you know, out my local vet, they are more than just a vet. They've got an equestrian or equine, you know, veterinary as well. And when I was on the phone to them, they said, did the dog have a Lepo 2 or a Lepo 4 injection? Oh, a Lepo 2. They went, mm-mm, it's got to be Lepo 4. You know, this is a Lepo 4 area. You know, we treat animals that have got, that come in with leptospirosis because they've had a Lepo 2 injection, but it needed a Lepo 4. So I've got to now restart the injections for that. Uh, but it's, it's not their fault. It's not my fault just unknown things you know so if that if that question was asked prior so what i would say is when you're getting a puppy just check with your local vet if which one is the right one for you in your area um, but it's, it's no skin off my nose you know i just want them to be healthy and happy um so yeah you know that that big message came through telling everything that had happened next and that was all fine and then uh, you know your emails came through with when the pups were um chipped with the information about their chip number and you know they even asked the people even said you know for their kennel club registration name we're going to name them after trees or whatever you know what's your favorite tree and my favorite tree is the giant redwood and i've got a red fox lab so it's like i want that so that's his name on a on his kennel club registration which is cool um and then you know there was a, a contract sent as well uh, just before you go to get your dog. And in the contract, they want the rest of the money. And again, bad things have happened. So I'm just so fearful, so nervous all the way through waiting to get the puppy. And, you know, I had to part with the rest of the money, which is hard. I'd, I'd wasted a, a load of money on the first dog, which, because the guy was a scumbag and we, you know, put a lot of money into trying to hopefully get the dog better. And that didn't work. And then, just had to pay out a load of money because my car was due for its MOT, its tax, its insurance, uh, needed brake disc replacing, needed the air conditioning doing, just all sorts. So, you know, it's not exactly like I'm flush with cash at the minute. And, uh, you know, so that was paid before I went to get the dog. So I'm thinking I don't like that either because I'm ultimately, you know, you, you don't pay for things you don't own yet. So that bothered me. But at the same time, I can see why the people would want it because imagine showing up on the day, going to transfer the money and then the money doesn't transfer. That'd be really awkward because you're like, yeah, I want my dog. And they're like, yeah, well, I want <laughs> the money for the dog. So sorry, mate, not happening. You know, so I do understand it from both sides now because I'm a bit clearer now. I've got the puppy, you know. So then the trip was made over to Middlesbrough, Met the people, met the dogs, met the the mummy dogs of the collective of puppies, and all their all their dogs wanted to do was chase a ball. You know, they just weren't bothered about the puppies anymore. They're just like throw a ball for me. So I just spent a lot of time throwing the ball for the two mummy dogs, um, getting everything sorted, and then little George, you know, he was called Gentle George at the house. Um, and when you know you got the videos because we were in that puppy parents group. There was a lot of, uh, you know, everybody was naming their dogs and I wanted to name my dog George. And you could hear on the videos, the, you know, the people I was getting the dog from referring to the dogs by the names people were giving them. And they were all known because they all had a different colored uh, collar on. 
Um, so yeah, he was called Gentle George, just this little calm, sleepy dog. But uh, I get him back home, <laughs> and he's far from gentle. George, he wants to chew the house to bits. Um, and just like a typical puppy, give it a toy. It doesn't want it. Find something poisonous, dangerous, sharp, scary, whatever. It's like, yeah, I'll have a chew of that. So you constantly have to watch him, constantly. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, so when when he was coming, you know, because you have to take a, like a restraint or something to bring the dog home in. You can't just have a loose dog knocking about your car. It's not sensible. And I was just fearful it was going to poo and wee or throw up all over the car. But luckily, it had his injections um, that morning that was taking him, so he slept all the way home, so that was fantastic. Um, but, yeah, everything was fine at the house, you know, and they gave a bag of, like, goodie bags uh, with the dog. So there was, like, some food in there. There was a little bit of blanket with the smell of his mum on. Um a little paw print that the daughter had made when the puppies were six weeks, just these little, you know, moulds of the puppy's paw print. And, you know, and they're giving them a good love and saying, bye, George, you know. <laughs> so it was, it was just really nice, you know, and you felt comfortable that you were buying a well-looked-after, cared-for dog from a family that clearly care about animals. And And that was nice, and that's what was different, and that's what was missing from, obviously, when I... I got my first dog, you know, and brought him home and he's here now and he's a pain in the backside, which is great. <laughs> you know, he, he runs upstairs and then cries because he doesn't know how to get downstairs and he eats anything. So you've got to be really careful whatever's lying around, you know, like half the house at the minute is currently four feet and above, you know, like you're expecting a flood, but really I'm expecting a red fox Labrador to chew it. You know, and he, he's starting to be good about going out for his wee and his poo. And, you know, he's only had a, maybe two, two accidents he's had. Like, he couldn't get out quick enough, so he just weed on the rug at the door and um, bought him a nice bed, really good bed, like a Costco bed <laughs> for the dog. And he just went straight on it and had a wee. It's like, no, mate, this is not a really luxurious puppy pad, so don't do that again. Um, you know, and I've had, I've had a scare, you know, like the other night. From about 6 p.m. till about 11 p.m., he was panting, sort of uncontrollably panting. So me being fearful because of the idiot, um, you know, it's like, oh, vet, help me. My dog panting. What's wrong with him? Ah, And he's like, it's a puppy. He's probably just found his pants, you know, and he doesn't know how to regulate yet. So that's why he's doing it. And don't forget, some puppies are daft and he'll just pant because he wants to pant outside of needing to and he probably scratches when he doesn't need to scratch and he does he just he is for you think he was a flea bag he's had a flea tablet he, he just scratches but then you touch anywhere and his leg goes you know and like when you scratch a dog on the bum and the back leg starts banging you touch him anywhere and it does that um you know and today i was playing noises of fireworks on my phone and uh, just to make him start to feel like these Gonna be noises coming and they're all right. And he was fine. He fell asleep to it. So that's a good sign. Um, even the cat was sort of looking at the phone going, what are you doing? Um, but the cat and the dog don't get on yet. You know, the cat watches from up high and little George just wants to punch the cat, bite him, lick him, dive on him. Uh, but there was a really sweet moment in the week where um, my cat Dexter 
was asleep on the dog bed after it was all washed. And little George had been asleep and then came over and wanted to cuddle in with the cat because he was used to sleeping with 18 other puppies. Uh, and the cat just got up and walked off. <laughs> like, no, nah, I don't want to know you yet, mate. Um, but he's good. He's, he's good. He's fun. He's a nice little, you know, bundle of puppiness. And, you know, a puppy turns a, a house into a home and he's only been here just over a week. He's grown so much. Um, it's just, you, you don't realize how much you miss having a dog until you've got one in the house again, you know, and I just, I kind of just have to say thank you to the people I got them off. You know, that's why I'm saying, so, you know, Sarah, Tony and Amy, you know, they were, they, they really looked after him. They really raised the puppies well, even though there was 19 of them, which has got to be a hard task. They do have a website, redfoxlabs.co.uk. Go and have a look, you know, you'll see other litters. Um, and there's also, you know, there's also a plan in the parent puppy WhatsApp group to see how to hopefully try and get a lot of them to meet back up when they're one year's old and maybe do a, you know, camp over, just camp somewhere and have all the brothers and sisters all meet again and have a good little rough and tumble. You know, so this it's just been pleasant, you know. So even though I had that horrible experience, I've now been met with the correct experience and i just think when you have the right experience when you have the right people who do care and don't get me wrong they'd have made a bundle of money out of it with 19 puppies you know so but then you've got to remember at the same time that it's not a nine to five job raising all them pups it's not cheap buying all that dog food <laughs> you know all them puppy pads um but yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of bad people out there. And it's just kind of my advice to you if you are thinking of getting a pup at any point, because they're amazing, you know, dogs are amazing for autism. I felt great knowing this dude's about and looking forward to taking him for walks. And, you know, I'm not sulking when I get up early in the morning. I, I go, oh, all right, I'll go downstairs and see little George now and have a, have a puppy cuddle. But when you get good people who do care about the animals, and they do care about their upbringing and they do care about who they go to and they do care about, you know, staying in touch. They do care about the welfare. They want to make sure the puppies are going to be injected with the correct level of what you need. And they offer tons of advice. They stay in touch. And I just think that sort of person needs, needs a, you know, the tip of the hat. Like, thank you very much. So if anybody ever watches this if you know the people themselves want to use this video as a little bit of an endorsement by all means do so uh, i just think yeah no the world it's nice to be nice and the world needs more good you know dogs are gonna have puppies <laughs> so why not have owners of dogs who are gonna have puppies who are decent and will look out and look after them um so sarah tony and amy thank you very much i've got a very smelly farty dog downstairs who has got really bad breath, who wants to eat the cat poo. Um, but he's lovely and he's healthy, he's happy, he's getting fat, which I need to figure out <laughs> how to stop him begging for treats and me giving in. Um, yeah, so thank you very much, Red Fox Labs. You did a great job. Um, and in the future, if I decide to add to my little animal family, it will be you'll be coming back to because all the fears I had with the bad people you've got rid of from what you did. 
and I would feel very comfortable again just being able to come to you and go, I want a, do- I want a, I want a brother or a sister for George. <laughs> um, and I just feel very comfortable about the whole experience. So thank you very much. Um, so yeah, all that leaves me to do now is leave you with a little video that I did earlier of uh, George because he wanted to say hello. So until next time, thanks for watching and keep smiling. So this is George. He's a little red fox Labrador. He's nine weeks old and he's a pain in the backside. He farts all the time, sleeps when he's not farting and then wants to eat the house. But you're cute though, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. So there you go. Little George, who's too wriggly to hold and do a full video on. So I just wanted to introduce him. Say hello, George. Say hello.